Hey, you can listen to it on Spotify. It's Midsummer Maniacs. Midsummer Maniacs is a comedy recap podcast dedicated to the ITV series Midsummer Murders. Each week, we dig into the episode of a show, including the murders, the mayhem, the loonies, and everything else we love. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah, and this week we're talking about season twenty-two, episode four, Scarecrow Murders. The Scarecrow. Murders. The Scarecrow. The definitive murders. Scarecrow Murders. A lot of scarecrows are killed in this episode. No, no scarecrows are killed. A lot of scarecrows kill people in this episode. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> really, scarecrows get moved. There are scarecrows around during this yes. episode. Speaking of which... I have a spreadsheet, by the way. <laughs> we have a, a, a spoiler-free mini-episode for this one, if because it, it, it's a new one. So if you haven't watched it yet, stop. Don't listen to this. We're going to spoil it for you. So if you haven't seen it yet, go listen to that spoiler-free uh, mini-episode first. N- number then, 15. Yep. Giant Betty and the Time-Traveling Locksmith. That's right. Then watch the episode, then come back so we don't ruin it for you. And in that mini-episode, we talked about a couple of things. We talked about uh, that there was lots to look at in the background, which mm-hmm. there are. The scarecrows and their numbering, mm-hmm. which I have a spreadsheet now. You're crazy. Giant Betty, Time-Traveling Locksmith, which we'll get to. The fine corpse acting. In this yes. episode, absolutely. Birds versus scarecrows, and we talked about cu- church cushions. They're kneelers. Kneelers. But before we get into that, a couple oh, of announcements off the top. We have a couple of announcements. Including. First of, all, first of all, new episode titles for season 23. Yes, the production company's been putting out some teasers. Because we have two episodes left to midsummer after this. That's right. Two. <laughs> Oh, we'll figure out all that other stuff about the next thing that we do when we have no episodes left. We have no episodes. (laughs) Speaking of which, if you want to know where we're going next as Mystery Maniacs, stick around until the end of the episode. There will be plans told at the end of the episode about when we're going to finish off and the extravaganzas we have planned. Yes. So what new episode titles do we know of so far for season 23? So... We have, Let's have a four gossip. episode titles. Mm-hmm. The Black Trees Prophecy, which Ooh. we knew before because yeah. we got that from Fiona Dolman. Mm-hmm. The Debt of Lies. That's a new one. Hmm. Directed by Gil Wilkinson. Okay. Uh, a Grain of Truth, which has a, there's a, a mill in the picture. These are all from what are called slates. Yeah. The little black and white snap things that they do yes, at the beginning the, of a shot. The audio they write the, the title on them correct. and they've been yeah. putting out photos of yeah. them. Okay, that's three. It has dates on it. So the, a grain of truth obviously has to do with a mill mm. so, somewhere. And then finally, the last one, dressed to kill. Oh. Hmm. It's kind of sad. Like dressage or fashion? I don't know. Or it could be all about stuffing because they call that dressing. Yes. <laughs> It's it was, a turkey episode. It's really sad on on both the Facebook post and the the uh, Instagram post. People, some people were like me, like oh, new episode titles and things like that, and we're excited about. It. But there were other people who were like, you should bring back uh, John Nails and 
Whatever. Get what? over it. Get over it. It's, it's John a, Nettles is living his life. He is Give him a happy break. in retirement. Yeah. And let him be retired. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with Neil Dudgeon. No. I think he's perfectly good. In fact, we saw him this week in a Lovejoy that we've been watching. Oh, my tonight. gosh. He was a child. He was but a child he's, in Lovejoy. He's playing a policeman, but he's he looks to be about 22 years old. He's a baby, baby. He's a, a tiny, tiny wee baby. The other big announcement we have yes. is that uh, now that is in, we are in July, that means that our fundraiser for World Central Kitchen is done. Yes. Thank you to everyone. Everybody who, deserves a huge round of applause. Thank you to everybody who bought something from the shop. We've accumulated over 240 something dollars um, from purchases in the shop. So we're going to match that. And we're going to donate $500 to World Central Kitchen. And now, so thank you to everybody who helped. Remember, we don't get a lot off of each no, piece of No, we only uh, make a couple stuff. of bucks off of a t-shirt so or whatever. It means that you guys really, all pitched really helped in, out. Thank really you. helped out. So we're going to double that and we'll post it when we make the donation yeah. so that you guys can see that we made the donation and thank you so much. You're a wonderful community. But between our donation and what Kiwi Games donated, that's 600 bucks. It's so almost almost $1,000 given to... Well, no, it's just over half a $1,000. <laughs> Glass full. <laughs> but you know We're what? We're still looking for 1,000 subscribers. It's more... It's more than nothing. It is more than nothing. And everybody helped. Absolutely. And And I'm sure they're going to appreciate it. I also want to say thank you very much to everybody who sent me such wonderful, nice birthday wishes on my birthday and around the birthday episode. I had a great birthday this year on Monday. My coworker surprised me with a cake and everything. It was very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And now you just have to wait six months to get presents again. Sorry. Well, I'm okay with them. Well, actually, I'll probably go home and get... When I go home in August, there's a hint for you. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably get birthday presents then. Oh. Ooh la la. Because I'll see my family, so... Are you ready for Scarecrows? I'm ready for Scarecrows. All right. They do, do a fantastic job of making Scarecrows not scary or uncanny or macabre or anything. Interesting in any way. <laughs> There's a lot of kind of generic Scarecrows. We're in Midsummer Langley. Like the Scarecrow episode for Endeavor is that is how you do it. It's dark. It is dark and the scarecrow episode in brokenwood the scarecrow is a body both in both those yeah. endeavor and and uh brokenwood a, a kill a corpse has been dressed up as a scarecrow to hide it in some way and kids find both of them yeah yeah oh my gosh <laughs> not in midsummer yeah no no in midsummer we make it into a fit well, because they're raising money for yet another church restoration. Okay, let's get this out of the way. It's weird. Okay. He won, the priest won a bunch of money. He he's won not, like he's 60, not a priest, he's a vicar. The vicar won like $66 million. $15 million is what I have. $15 million. Mm-hmm. I understand raising the money for the church does good things for community, mm-hmm. right? I absolutely understand that. Mm-hmm. He should pay for the roof. I don't know. If you won $15 million, you'd probably only get half of it. So you get $7 million after taxes. Okay. Okay. So he won all that. Take your salary and donate that to the roof. Yes. That, okay. Even pay for half of it. Yeah. I'm paying for half of it. We have to raise I'll the other match, half. I'll match whatever you raise. There you go. Who, who would come up with such a great idea like that? Who would do that? What a novel idea. That I'm okay with. But if he just said, I'm just going to pay for it. 
then it, there's no community at all, you know? And if you have to go around and count all the scarecrows and get all the numbers, you're in trouble. So they, for four pounds, yep. you buy a guide yes. that has a map that shows you where all the scarecrows are. Yes. And that's how they're making money. Yes. four pounds at a time for a guide when you could just walk around. But, there, oh, so, so there's a scarecrow right beside him. What's his name again? Jim? James? John? Jack. Jack. <laughs> Sitting at the table. There's, number one is right there. Yeah. And if you assume that they use numbers in a linear fashion, which most human beings do, they're in a lot of trouble. Because across from them is sitting another one. Uh-huh. Did you see the one sitting across from them? No. The number on it is 251,208. Oh, that's a joke. I, it has to be. That's got to be a joke. It has to be a joke. <laughs> I guess that's the start and end of the tour. Yeah. If you go in order. And so they just set a really high number to accommodate an endless number of scarecrows. I named all the scarecrows, and some of them are the most original. <laughs> <laughs> what did twenty five two hundred fifty one thousand two hundred eight is bag face crow? What did you name the ones that are made out of flower pots? Uh, those are the pot kids, because <laughs> I think they're supposed to be little kids, kids. in pots. Kids in pots. Okay. <laughs> And I only counted one of them. You didn't count them as two? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, we are nerds. So we're in Midsummer Langley, and they're having a, a scarecrow festival to raise money for the church. Yes. And we've got Reverend Hayden, right? Yes. The lottery winning Reverend. Oscar, yes. Whose two daughters are twins, Bryony and Naomi. Yes. Naomi is a dark PR lady. Yes. Who also well, runs a vintage shop. Okay. I know we talk about this a lot in the shop, mm-hmm. but if you're a young entrepreneur, CEO woman yeah, running your own online casino, mm-hmm. you have no time to be running another shop. Well, no, I think that, I think Naomi runs the shop, but they invested in it together. But later on, she's she like and sitting in the shop, like working at it. I'm like, you don't have time for that lady. She's got, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Naomi's twin sister, Bryony is, is, is kind of homebound because of panic attacks. Yes, because the last time she left home on a regular basis, her baby had crib death. Yeah. And uh, well, well, her dad claimed the her, baby pa- the baby passed. But then but the they, baby disappeared. Yeah. And she thinks that the baby the, is still out there. That they gave the baby away while she was gone. I don't like that that is left unresolved. Unresolved. Well, and like how... How uptight, how paranoid do you become? You leave the house once and your dad gives your baby away? What's going to happen the next time you leave the house? I can understand (laughs) that. You know, like, what are you going to do this time, dad? Well, your sister fell down the stairs while you were gone. She's dead. What? Where where is her mother? Yeah, there's that too. (laughs) Oh, dear. We won $16 million. Mom uh, went out for a walk. Yeah, your mother said she wasn't coming back. Your, your mother left with none of the the winnings from the lottery. She didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand why she wouldn't want to leave the house ever again. What's going to happen next time? Um, Bryony, can you go get some milk? I have to kill your mother. Yeah, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> You're a vicar. We're in the old Vogue Vintage Emporium, and there's a Bakelite phone and a good old answering machine. There's cool stuff in there. There is. I don't know how much business they would do in Midsummer Langley. No. Like, how many people are coming by to buy stuff? I don't Not know. much. I think they're probably making most of their cash on their illegal poker parties. I would think so. It's a front. 
Yes. And we hear a song, See My Baby, which is by Kevin Gallagher and Jay Stapley, which is off a CD of music that you can That's a license. real song? No, no, no. Oh, it's okay. It's a CD that you can license to make, uh, to put in your show. Okay. Stuff. In that particular it's album. It's generic rockabilly. Yeah, that particular album is 20 tracks of generic rockabilly. <laughs> hey, baby, 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 yep. baby, baby. You can listen to it on Spotify. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. No. No. Brian Setzer is much better. No, oh, Brian Setzer is fantastic. Go listen to Stray Cat. Then there's a bang on the door. When are criminals gonna learn that if you if you want to make it look like it was a break in, you gotta do the glass the right way? You don't do anything with glass. <laughs> if you want to make it look like a break in, kick the door in yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> break. I mean, as you're leaving, kick the door in yeah. from the outside. Yes. And then leave. There you go. That's all you got to do. This whole like. Well, it looks like a break-in, but the glass is on the outside. Wrong. It looks like a break-in, but the glass is on top of something that was knocked over afterwards. Wrong. Wrong. They've done it twice this season. Come on. They did it with the cat prince, and they did it with, like, twice this season. These bad guys just don't learn. They need to watch more Midsummer. They do. That's just stupid. Over the credits, we see a bunch of scarecrows. Yeah, I'm not impressed by that. Uh, The one that I like, and there's two I like on the front. There's the cricket scarecrows, Mm -hmm. and then uh, the painter with garlic. Well, and right off the bat, you're like, did they recreate murders from Midsummer as scarecrows? Because there's somebody with a pitchfork in them. There's the cricket players. There's the painter. No, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I wish they had. I wish there were more Easter eggs there, but... I don't, I really don't think there are in as much as you can say, oh, well, there's one fishing and somebody did die fishing once. But I mean, you know, so many people have died in Midsummer. There's not very many activities you could have that wouldn't be associated with a murder in Midsummer. So, so I have a question to you. How many scarecrows do you think there are? Now, I'm not going to say unique because clearly they take some of the scarecrows, change their clothes and move them. Okay. Okay. But how many perceived unique scarecrows do you think there are? 35. There are 43. Wow. I counted them. That's impressive. Yes. They come in groups, though. Yeah. There's the church parishioner group, the kneeling crow, uh, kneeling church uh, group, crow group, and uh, um, Stefan has a bunch outside of his. Yeah, the hairdresser, hairdresser group. Because, you know, you just put your dryers outside, they the, won't get hurt. There's from the only rain one or dryer. Well, I'm sure it would blow down. Did you notice how windy this wow, episode? Wow, it's super windy. I wow. feel really bad for the production crew. The it's sound, so windy the whole episode. The sound guy, anything that's outside near the Vogue is super windy. It was super windy that day. and They're definitely using their dead cats. They would have used dead cats or re-recorded all that audio. By the way, dead cat is just a big hairy muffler they put on a mic so that it doesn't pick up wind sound. They call them dead cats. No cats were injured in the filming of this episode. You can actually like search on Amazon, I think, for dead cats and you'll find them. So <laughs> And other things you don't want to see, probably. Yes, probably. So Naomi gets killed and she gets staged in the display window at the front of her shop. Now, I didn't count any of the people who are dead as scarecrows. Oh, okay. Because they were, well, she replaced, she does not replace an existing scarecrow, no, but, but the, the other, other ones two, do. So yes. that would be the, null. The other two... <laughs> 
the other two, the priest scarecrow, so priest scarecrow is replaced, but you can't see it. Right. And the when Thea is killed, she replaces one in a chair, and that is thrown in the background. Right. Which I made sure it wasn't a new one because. <laughs> <laughs> Because you were so anal about counting them. So much free time, ladies and gentlemen. So she gets positioned in a chair with a hat on. There's hay or straw shoved in the top of her dress, but her hands are tied like a puppet. Yeah. I don't understand that part. I do not understand that part. But wow, good corpse acting. Is. This whole episode has some fantastic corpse acting. Because her hands are suspended. They're not resting on the arms of a chair. They're hanging. And Oscar, when he's standing there, he's he's really good. And Thea is also really good. Well, let's we'll get to the other two when we get to them. But so Thea's been strangled. Yes. Right. And posed in the front of her shop. So Adele finds her when she opens the shutters, which is is convenient that there's shutters on the front of the store. Yeah. So the window's covered until she opens it and sees her. Now, I'm not an award-winning business in Midsummer. We'll get to them. <laughs> but would you not think if there was an event on the Village Green that you would be open when that event started? Unless you're dead. If you're dead, it's hard to be open. Still. Like, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, people looking at scarecrows might be tempted by vintage modern accoutrement. You never Maybe know. Maybe they need a jukebox. They need a jukebox. Fleur is afraid of scarecrows. Which I don't understand why she's upset by this body because it's clearly not a scarecrow. (laughs) Yeah, and she must have passed like 41 of them coming in. And she says it's the straw. Yeah. I'm like, so you don't go by fields? You don't like hay? Straw bothers you? Maybe. She has formidophobia. Formidophobia. How do you think she got formidophobia? I don't know. Like, do you have to have a trauma to get a phobia? Okay. Or can you just have a phobia? As mentioned earlier, if you were a kid and you found a dead body as a scarecrow, that may create some of that. Right, right. Because every time you saw one, you'd think of that. Or, and it'd be traumatic. Like, there's lots of horror movies around scarecrows. Yeah. Right. And, and Children of the Corn and all that stuff, right? Awesome movie. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess if he you... He walks between the rows. I guess if you grew up somewhere where there were creepy scarecrows and they gave you the heebie-jeebies as a kid, that it might stick with you. But that's not really a phobia, is it? I mean, a phobia is a is an, an irrational fear to something that you about, can't control, that see, you can't really explain. I don't know about scarecrows because, okay... I grew up on a farm, and we grew crops. Mm-hmm. We didn't have scarecrows. Did you not have problems with birds, or did you get rid of the birds in some other way? I don't think we did anything. I think we just understood that the birds would take some. Some, yeah. But, I mean, having grown up in Indiana, where we grow a lot of corn, and what do you plant to grow corn? Corn. That's yeah. what you plant. And that's food for birds. Yeah. So when you plant your field, you're basically putting bird food in the field, and they'll come and eat all of it. Not a little. But I would all assume of it. modern cultivators put it deep enough in the ground. Yeah, they do. And there's lots of other ways to keep birds away. You can have something that emits noises they don't like or whatever. I just have never actually seen a person put up a scarecrow for a reason that they're supposed to be up there. Yeah. I understand decoration for Halloween and stuff like that. Do you know where they got started? Where? They go way back. Oh. Like ancient Egypt way back. Oh, really? Yeah. They've been around as long as people have been cultivating. It makes sense. But for 
when big, you're when you're hand putting stuff in the ground and birds are taking it away, yeah, that that is stealing from your children's mouths. Yeah. Like you're when gonna, you're putting in the ground and a crow's walking behind you, going, "Thank you, thank yeah. you." I'm going to scare nom, that crow. No, yeah. So of course, for big periods of time, it was kids. They just kids were just sent out to the fields to clap and yell and chase and run and you know do what kids do to keep the birds away. There used to be fields near where one of my brothers lived that had this loud bang go off every hour. Yeah. It has to be something that moves. Yeah. If it's going to be a physical thing. Theoretically, Scarecrow is supposed to look like a person standing out there. Yeah. And that's supposed to be a threat. That Birds don't care about that. Right. What you really want is you want it to kind of move in the wind a little bit and that is sort of intimidating. The 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 great ironic shot is the birds all sitting on the scarecrow. Yeah, exactly. What I didn't know until doing research for this episode was that the ancient Greeks were big on scarecrows. Oh, they which were. makes sense. Okay. And what was most traditional back then, we're talking about like 2500 BC, was to carve a scarecrow in the image of Priapus, Priapus. who is the son of Dionysus and Aphrodite, and he was the god of uh, vineyards and harvest. Oh, which so make it makes like sense. a Dionysian kind of guy. Well, what his dad this? was Dionysus, dad, yeah. but does Priapus that name evoke Sounds anything in your familiar. mind? I don't know what it is. Do you remember the name of the medical condition if you take erectile dysfunction medicine and it doesn't go away for a Isn't long time? Like paralysis or something? Something like that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That comes from his name because Priapus is best known for having a ginormous penis. Biggest dickus. Like there are pictures of him in, in murals and what do they call it when it's on painted on the wall? Fresco. Thank you. All I could think of was Fresca. And I was like, no, that's a drink. Mm, Fresca. Mm, Fresca. Uh, Speaking of... This podcast mm, brought um, to you by Fresca. Priapus paintings on frescoes show him with a penis so big that if it wasn't erect, it would touch the ground. Whoa! And he often is pictured with having sort of a string crane thing for it to hold it up. They'll need a crane. It's that big. Wow. That is monstrous. So imagine what the scarecrows looked like. <laughs> I don't, Your poor image search. I'm having lady. trouble even imagining what they would look like because something needs to move around in order to actually scare the birds. I'm not sure where the bird's going to land. Now. <laughs> oh, it's got plenty of places to land. Oh, don't. Well, or maybe do Google Priapus. Whoa, it's amazing. The statues are something else. In the United States, uh, in the early days when uh, German immigrants came over, their name for scarecrows were Bootsamon. Bootsamon. Or Bogeyman. Bogeyman. And now you start to see where the scariness comes yeah. from and where we get that association with scarecrows and scariness. Yeah. Or Bootsy Collins. That's true. That's true. I would make a great bo- scarecrow. A Bootsy Collins scarecrow? Yeah. It would have a lot of like bling on it. With the hat and everything. If you want to see the coolest scarecrows ever. Yes. Like the most impressive, awesome. Google Pumpkin Rot. Pumpkin Rot? He's an artist. Oh, yeah. We've seen work from him before. Pumpkin Rot's stuff is yeah. in. Incredible, and it's all made with found things like sticks and old stalks and twigs and twine. And I'll put a link. Does he have a website? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a link to his website. It's 
awesome stuff. I'm I'm such a Halloween nerd. Yeah, we are. But we can't. Fi- I can't figure out what time of year this is supposed to be because yeah, they're doing scarecrows, but there's several shots of like the village green where there's tons of daffodils growing. And I'm confused. It's like March because it's windy, windy. Yeah, well, it could be windy in the fall. Could be. I don't know. So Naomi's dead. And her they husband, talked to her husband. He was at a hairdressing conference, so he has an alibi. He, and we'll get to this, he is the roughest time in this episode. Yeah. The whole time they're like, you're the killer, aren't you? Aren't you? You Did beat you do her it? too. Did you, you do it? Too. Did you hit her? Did you kill her? Huh? Huh? And he's like, I was just having an affair, okay? And, okay. He doesn't even get to change clothes the whole episode. Yeah. He was having an affair. <laughs> That's it's bad. not something we condone. No. Okay. But I don't think Naomi may have been the easiest person to live with. No. And he obviously had a plan to change his life. Yes. And now, was he a coward for not being upfront about it? Yes. Now, and he clearly was in a position where he was getting all the cake and not paying any of the price for it. He had financial motives to not admit to her that he was having an yeah. affair because to leave her meant that he lost a lot and yeah. he didn't want to give that up. And and so So he did have motive. He was, but the poor guy. It was he had his a wife gets killed, life. his girlfriend gets killed, his father-in-law gets killed. Everyone he loves dies. And everybody's looking at and him like he's locked out of his house. Yeah. <laughs> Like you did it all the time until you get to the end and you know that Rachel isn't who she says she is. She is the creepiest church warden ever. Rachel Taylor, Cassock Chaser. Cassock Chaser. She's just everywhere all the time. She doesn't know how to play the organ. And she and she lingers. She does. Like she doesn't know when to leave. And if I was Oscar, I'd be like, will you go away? Just go away. <laughs> he tries. He nominates somebody else church warden. Now, usually they have more than one church warden, but. I mean, like, here, here's your, here's your frock and here's your chalice. And I'm just standing around and let me play the organ and I've got flowers and let me be in your house. And da, 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 da. Uh, like, Rachel, bug off. Yeah. Go somewhere. And the picture of her previous life, she's not looking as put together as she no. is now. <laughs> She was going through a rough patch. <laughs> so we've got we've got that family and poor Steven. And then we've got the the gang of women who run an online gambling site that yes. is like the worst looking online gambling oh. site ever. Later on when we see um the Samira worst, playing the, slot machines on that site. The it's only so worst looking website is the pretend escort site. Yes. What's her name? <laughs> I don't know. It looks pretty good for Thea. It's got photos and everything. Yeah, but none of those the, oh, okay. They don't scroll down to show anything below her face. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And she was like, I only sent those to Stefan. I'm like, no, those pictures are taken by a third person. Yeah, they're not selfies. They're not selfies. I mean, she could have a tripod, I guess. She could be really good at it. I don't know. She's she's also <laughs> like really sporty. So <laughs> she, did you know she's sporty? She hey, is sporty, she's sporty, by the way. By Thea the way. Is an, is, she's athletic. Yeah. So here's an Easter egg for this episode. Caitlin, the journalist, played by Jessica Ellerby. Yes. Jessica Ellerby is Nick Hendricks's real world oh, wife. And they've isn't been, that cute? They've been married like four or five years before this episode they was made. They do that cute little flirty, not flirty You thing. broke my heart yeah. thing. And in actuality, they're married. Yeah. I saw some of their wedding photos. They look very happy. There is one part 
where she is talking to him and her hair is going everywhere. Because it's super windy. (laughs) Super windy. Then we get the most tragic, oh my gosh, Fergus Rooney. Fergus. The the former vicar, right? So not only is he- In his murder hutch. (laughs) He's not the vicar anymore. Because Naomi blasted him with her dark PR, with lies that he was seeing a prostitute. That his... Which is bad enough that he lost, basically lost his job, though he's living in a multi-million dollar thatched cottage. He's got the wizard in the bin outside his house. (laughs) But on top of that, his wife died recently of Alzheimer's. And in the last years of her life, because she had dementia, she thought that he actually had done those things and he wasn't able to convince her otherwise. So she died thinking that he'd betrayed her. Like that is evil. There is some actors who come off like skeezy Mm -hmm. right away. Right. Like, okay, Mark Gaddis's character in anything. Yeah. If you he, said he he's visit, really good at being smarmy. If you he visited prostitutes, you'd, you'd be, be like, like yep. yeah, he did. Yeah. But the, not Fergus. The, the guy who plays Fergus does an awesome job of acting because you don't even for a moment no. think that he is. Now, his doppelganger. Yeah, he has a doppelganger. I'll, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but if yeah. you look at, let me get the actual timestamp. Okay. 41 minutes, 12 seconds. Yes. At that point, they're walking out of church. Fergus is about to pull up on his bike to talk to Oscar. And another Fergus walks out. But another Fergus walks out of the church wearing dandy clothes, including an ascot. Yeah. Now- the doppelganger, maybe, and we got a picture of him. He he might have. And we'll put that in the show but notes. But Fergus never would. Fergus never would. He's just so tragic. Ficker Wars 2022. <laughs> He's got rich tea biscuits, though. He does. So that makes him happy. He does. <laughs> have you ever had one? No. Like a McVitie's? No, but I've heard they're very good. Well, uh, I don't know about good. The ones with chocolate on them are better. Okay. They're really not, they're not cookies. They pretend to be cookies. They pretend to be cookies. Bickies. And then we've got Jack Baldwin, who's not homeless, but pretends to be homeless. And is not. <laughs> Brian, he goes, he's such a good kid. No, he's not. No, he's not. Not, not only does he smoke and drink and make a, an ass of himself in public, in, in public, but he's also a killer. <laughs> yeah, he's not good, Brian. You know, he's she's, also not your son. <laughs> she's thinking that he's her he's her long lost son. I'm, she's going to be glad to find out that he's not yeah. because... Yeah, you don't want that kid as your kid. No. Granted, he has sadness in his past, but that doesn't excuse it. I'm no. sorry. It no. doesn't excuse it. Bryony's not the best painter. I don't know. I can't tell. Her first palette looks like mud. Yeah. Like the first time they talked to her, like, could you cram all of your colors together? There's, but the ones that are on the walls are kind of interesting There's one in portraits. the background that's of Jack that's really good. Yeah. And the and I don't I don't know the little boy picture is they're interesting I guess they're not too bad but she didn't paint them. So then there's the weird okay <laughs> things that don't need to be in this episode include the paper diary. Yes. So the paper diary is given by Bryony to Naomi. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Winter finds it. Mm-hmm. Finds that every certain day on the month is every circled. last Tuesday, every third Tuesday is, is circled. circled. And then, then Annette Badlands makes this thing that he should know, and that women know about this thing, but. A woman's cycle is 28 days. It's not every third t- it's Tuesday. It's not every third Tuesday. No, that's bogus. Floor, Annette Badland should have said, I'm not saying that line. That's not accurate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not right. As a doctor, especially, she should know. 
And on top of it all, when she talks about it, and I, I'm you trying, should ask your wife. I'm trying not to project, but it almost comes off purient, like there's something naughty going on on that. Oh no, my impression is that she thinks that Barnaby and Winter are uh, super uninformed. But he is a he has a wife who's had a child. Yes, he doesn't associate <laughs> is, that. Because it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and what's what's weird to me, and we, didn't, in reality, we didn't do it, this off the top, but this is directed by a woman and written by a woman. Yeah. Helen Jenkins and Christine Lala. Uh, in reality, it. that third Tuesday is a, an illegal poker night. Yeah. Right? That where they're making money and not reporting it. It just seems to me to be a loose bit of writing there that could have been tightened up in a rewrite. There's other things that she could have said it was, yeah. or they could have guessed that it was. Yeah. But if Naomi was actually smart, number one, she wouldn't have to circle it. She'd know when it is. And number two, if she did have to note it in her diary, she would have written some kind of code. Yeah. She would have written like night out with the girls. Yeah. Or something. And not just circled the date. Because if she said that she went out... Every third Thursday with the girls, that was her her night out with her friends. Nobody would have even questioned it. They would have flipped right past it. Speaking of other useless things, Samira's (laughs) husband. Samira's whole family, the Maliks. Mom, mom. Lukesh and Samira. Mom. All he does. All the kids have names in the credits, by the way. I know. All he does is complain about the money she spends on her fitness regime, right? She's going to boot camp with Thea. Well, he knows that they don't have it. Right. Right. Which means there's no complaining about it. He should just be saying, we can't afford for you to do that. Don't, you can't do it. Yeah. But I, I, I'm intrigued by the choice of, before we know that Samira has a gambling problem, Yes. All we know is that Lukesh collects her phone as soon as they get home and yeah. locks it away. And you're like, uh-uh. Yeah. What is that about controlling man? Yeah. But they don't let us think that for very long. No. But then it's totally talked about, but dropped really quickly, that he takes secrets from his patients and gives them to Naomi, which should get him run out of whatever medical union he's in. Yes, absolutely. Never mind that he's doing it just because she's blackmailing him over the money that his wife embezzled from her dad. Like, he's being blackmailed. He should do something about that. Okay. Not give her information. He should go to the police. She takes, what, like 160,000 pounds Mm -hmm. from him, and she says he didn't even notice. Why didn't she just say, I gave that to the church? That he might have noticed. Yeah. He would have noticed a donation of that much. That's true. And then we find out that Thea and Naomi had a fist fight in a toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't we get that flashback? I want to see that. You know what upsets me? Thea's bangs. Her fringe really bothers me. It should get in the way when she's running, biking, exercising, running, biking. Did you know she's sporty? But she's she's also customer service at a gambling company. But what bothers me about her bangs yes. is she's got this bubble fringe that is shaped like a round brush. You yep. don't know this, but you put a round brush underneath your bangs and you blow yep. dry it to smooth it out and curl it, right? Yep. And they're just the length that they sit on her eyelashes. Oh. So when she blinks, her hair moves and it's like... <laughs> Move your hair. Trim your bangs. Just trim them like a quarter of an inch and they would not be in your eyes. Mm. 
in reality, that bugs me too. When I when I see people, when he I talk is to people, horrific fringe might be the name of the episode. Ah, uh, and you know, and I blame Stephen because he's the hairdresser in the neighborhood. He probably cuts her. He's bangs. sleeping with her. He should. I'm sure her he's cutting her hair. Trim her fringe. <laughs> she might have survived if she could they have are, seen Samira coming. They are friends with fringe benefits. <laughs> No, they should have fringe benefits. <laughs> he should be trimming her fringe for free. Oh, he's trimming her fringe for sure. <laughs> but not her bangs. <laughs> Gosh, they make me... Ah, my notes just say, Thea's bangs. Ugh. So we get... Not only does Winter talk to Caitlin like, oh, you broke my heart. Oh, you broke yeah, up he with suddenly me. turns yeah, into a child. But then he... Chases her over fences that she hulks through. <laughs> like she's like Kool-Aid man going through fences <laughs> and over things and breaking stuff. She, and then he, he tackles her and wrestles her to the ground. In yet another tornado. <laughs> How much fun must that have been though? Yeah. Knowing that they're husband and wife, oh, that he yeah. got to tackle her to yep. the ground. Yeah. Maybe that's why she got the role because <laughs> he was like, I'm not really willing to wrestle a woman. Well, if it's my wife, it might be okay. She's a good actress. She's she is. A, she's, she's fine. Yeah. She's, yeah, totally worthy of the part all yeah. on herself. Um, Though her <laughs> location of where she lives is weird. Yeah. Okay, so she works through the paper. Yeah, that the lady from the Stitcher Society apparently ran, <laughs> but she's dead now. So Which should be centered in Coston. Yes. And they take Jack to the Nick in Coston. Yes. It's a big building. Yeah. It's definitely like the central police station. And it's where Winter and Barnaby have an office. So it's definitely their Nick. She's two blocks away. No, she's staying in a hotel two blocks away. Why is she staying in a hotel? Why doesn't she live in Coston? I don't know. I don't know. And where would she live that she's so far away she can't cover the crimes and go home at night? And why hasn't Winter run into her before? There is that too. Maybe she's the Midsummer newspaper's, you know, like travel reporter usually. Maybe. <laughs> she's their foreign correspondent. She goes all the way to Midsummer Langley to well, cover you know, a crime. Rachel <laughs> says Midsummer people are the worst. Are the worst. Yeah. People who kill people are the worst. Lady. You. You are Midsummer people. You are the worst. We get... This serial killer headline that Caitlin yeah. puts in the paper. Okay, only one person is dead. Yes. So, no. It's not a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> one dead does not make a serial killer. But above that, yes. the big red box on the yeah. newspaper says, Midsummer Business Awards, nominees revealed. Yes. Who would you nominate for best business in Midsummer? Well, it depends what best means. Like, we haven't had a killing here for a year. I came up with some categories. Death-free for six months. <laughs> Least murders on the premise in the last year. Okay. That was yeah. one category I thought of for yeah. best business. But the one I really like is best bloodstain removal. <laughs> hey, you can't even tell somebody was killed in that pub. It's great. Oh, but They did such a good job. By the way... um, Murders in the Building is started up again. You yeah. should watch season one. It's fantastic. Season two is fantastic also so far. What we've seen, but poor, uh, what's her name, has to clean up some blood. Oh, if Celine Gomez. Yeah. Celine Gomez has to clean up some blood. But I definitely think they would have like best bloodstain removal, best fake photography, yes. you know, handiest alibi creation <laughs> company. 
And then, of course, of course, the Beauvoisins win yep. all the real estate things yep. because the the other real the only other real estate company in Midsummer was the one from the Stitcher Society, yes. and one founder's dead, and the other yeah, one's D&D. going to prison. So D and D's not going to win it. Yeah. So it's got to be the Beauvoisins. There are a lot of businesses. Remember Midsummer Travel? We own that Earl. That's right. <laughs> Well, and that's only one travel company that Cully worked for. No. Right? (laughs) There's just so many. The next award nominee is Company, which Cully Burnaby did not work for. Yes. (laughs) Why are there scarecrows inside the church? (laughs) That's just too far. In the first church scenes, they're not there. What? They're not there. Then they show up. <gasps> then Did they walk a in sudden, in the middle of the night? Then there's a sudden sermon, and that's when I noticed there was an extra one in the back. They're multiplying? I, Do you remember the Doctor Who that's set at the boarding school where the scarecrows start moving around? And that that so that it's episode like that. that episode of Doctor Who is is one of the early new Doctor Who. It's Who's, a David Tennant one. It's a David one. Tennant one. It's so good. It's and so scary. <laughs> those two episodes showed how good that show could be. Yes. But if these scarecrows are walking in from the cold to sit down in church, I'm kind of creeped out. No, what's creepy is the parishioners come and sit near them. Yeah, they sit next to them. What is up with that? And that is the least important thing in the scene because what we're missing is the time-traveling locksmith. Let's talk about that. Okay. So Oscar finds the out. vicar, you know, Father Hayden, whatever his name is, is in the church and Barnaby tells him that Stephen's having an affair. Yes, right? that's, he, he learns about it in that instant. And he says, oh, Naomi was being clever then because she asked me to sign a letter that said that the money I gave them for a down payment on their house was a loan, yes. right? So she's covering her basis so he can't claim that that was their money, but that they still owe it to her dad. So that if they were to get divorced, she could keep the house, right? Yes, but now that she's dead, it doesn't matter. Right. Oscar's like, well, Stephen's not getting the house. I'll fix that. I and need to call time-traveling right? locksmith. But he also says, I have to give a sermon in 15 minutes. So in the 15 minutes. He calls a locksmith. While he's giving his sermon, a locksmith shows up to Stephen's house, Stephen and Naomi's house, changes all of the locks on whatever doors that they have in fast enough time for Stephen to show up in the middle of the sermon. After checking the locks. Yes. Fastest locksmith in the West. Time-traveling locksmith. 10 minutes? 10 minutes. 15, 15 minutes, 15. max. He max. says 15 minutes. He's got 15 minutes till the sermon starts, but we don't know how long he talks. He might talk for five hours. We don't no. know, but I doubt it. It only feels that way. Let's give him half an hour. Okay, we'll give so him- So that's 45 minutes, max. It takes for him to call the locksmith, the locksmith to show up, change all of the locks, and leave. Yeah, and a locksmith, okay- even if it is a vicar phoning, a locksmith isn't going to change the locks of the house unless he sees your proof of ownership. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I worked at a locksmith shop for a little while when I was in high school. And, and they, they're very careful they're about that. Extreme, they're not going to let you lock somebody else out of their Be careful. Home. Yeah. <sighs> you know, he's got money to throw around. Maybe. I don't know. <sighs> He's got a time machine. He's got a pet locksmith who's like ready in the bushes at any time to jump out and go, ah, I changed the lock and jump out. It's super fast. Steven's like, I need to get in to see my giant bird pictures. 
<laughs> oh, and don't forget the birds that are on the windows. Yes. There's uh, birds. Ahoy. I like birds. In Naomi and Stephen's yeah. house. Birds, birds, birds. The other thing in the church, um, and we discussed this on the mini, are the embroidered kneelers. Yeah. That are clearly made by like the the Women's Institute or something like that. Yeah. They're pretty though. They I've are. got a screenshot of all of them. They're gorgeous. Whatever church that is, they have really pretty kneelers. Having kneeled on wooden kneelers, mm. I wish that I had those as a kid. Now I feel bad. But for- now I was the word. Have well, I told you this story? No. When I was very little, I got a bunch of pretend toys as a kid, uh-huh. but like not pretend toys because I was oh the, the the saw and the stuff like that. The, the, yeah, <laughs> the vicar had to stop the sermon because I was sawing. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Your parents must have been mortified. I was just going to town. I I cut almost all the way through the pew. <laughs> was it a power saw? No, it was a little hand saw. And I was like. <laughs> were you not sitting next to your parents? Apparently. Like, they how did they no not attention. notice you were doing that? <laughs> I'll just be in the back, mom and dad. I'm going to do some woodwork during the sermon. <laughs> I don't sound like I used to. <laughs> it just paused the sermon and go, Mark Bell, stop yeah. sawing the pew. <laughs> Everybody's head turns. So you should have a phobia about take, saws. Take the saw out of the cut and put it back in my coat. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I was going to screw it back together again with my little screwdriver. <laughs> I'll fix it. <laughs> that is probably still there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> So I always check for it. I know exactly <laughs> where it is. Mark saw this. So Fergus is so tragic, but he does have a stalking cabinet. Yes. They <laughs> open the door of that like wardrobe cabinet thing and he's got photos of them pinned up on the inside of the doors. Like, and before they open that cabinet, his camera is not on his desk. And when they open the cabinet, his camera is miraculously <laughs> on his desk attached to the computer. Well, see, when you open the stocking cabinet, it reveals all of the stocking equipment oh, that was okay. invisible in okay. the room. Okay. It's magic. That is a room of generic books that have... Oh, they're all cookbooks. Yeah, it's all cookbooks. Tons and tons of cookbooks. Yeah. There's one that's just mushrooms. Yeah. It's just called mushrooms. Yeah. And there's one that's called Nibbles. Yep. (laughs) You know this. You can just say, yep, because you also paused it, turned your head 90 degrees, and read the spines of his books. Just just like like all the books that Winters gets from From Fleur, Fleur. all the dating books with her little post-its in them. She said she has a lot of post-its in those books. She's a lot of dating books. Fleur doesn't need that. (sighs) Fleur can get a man whenever she wants to. I have Full I get faith in her. by post-its. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think she needs that. No, 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 no. That's a weird scene. Another weird scene. Naomi is good. Trust up. It's good corpse acting. She does a great job. I'm going to give it away. I think Oscar is way better. Oscar, the, the makeup on Oscar is fabulous, first mm-hmm. of all. He looks like he's been outside all night. Yep. At the moment in this episode where I'm like, there's no creepy. Oh, no, wait. This is creepy here where the scarecrow gets up and follows yeah. him. That's creepy. And oh. then when he turns off the camera, that's super creepy too. Okay, but let's think about the logistics of that. Yeah, he was there all afternoon. Uh, not only that, but 
Jack had to show up, grab a scarecrow, swap clothes with it in the in the bushes. No, no, no. He doesn't do that. <laughs> I counted. He is an extra scarecrow. Oh, so he brings his own costume. Yes. And replaces one of them. And he is not counted in the 43 because he's not a real scarecrow. Wow. I don't know whether to be impressed or sad right now <laughs> that you know that. Nerd alert. The kneeling scarecrows are creepy anyway. Yes. They look the like fact the, that one of them moves. It's like is, they're worshiping the yeah. reverend scarecrow, yeah. not, not praying. You're not supposed to pray to the priest. No, <laughs> no. Who's flattering himself that he's a blonde, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but yeah. He's got quite the fringe too. When his, uh, when Jack is dressed as a scarecrow and they're just there in the dark and they're already creepy anyway. And then his head moves, he looks up, you're like, oh, yep. it's on now. And then that's the last thing you see before the video footage cuts out. Cause yep. he's cutting the wires on the CZTV. Yep. Uh, yeah, that is like full on like Batman bad guy scarecrow. Yeah. Like if yeah. only he had fear powder, you yeah. know, to make people freak out. That is super creepy. But then Oscar trussed up. Yeah. It's way beyond what they do to Naomi. Oh, yeah. Right. And I I would say like Thea's death is the worst because her she, method of death. Yeah. Yes. But he's pretty bloody. But his corpse is the worst. Yeah. Do you think he would actually stay up? No, no, no. Well, real corpses don't act anything like we think they do. How do they act? Well, first, <laughs> first of all, there's the... They're the, really bad at charades. You think they would be good, no, but they're not. They're there's not the convincing. secret <laughs> that every coroner and police detective knows, which is evacuation. Yeah. That never happens no, because on TV. Ew. Right? <laughs> Everything that's in your body gets evacuated rather quickly after you die. Yes. It's not a happy time. No. Okay. So there, that's never covered. No. Right. Which then, is understandable. And then rigor and non-rigor are used as plot devices, not reality. Yeah. No, the reason why I don't think he would stay up is twofold. One, I don't think that the structure that was put there to support the scarecrow would be strong enough no. to support his body. No. Because he would be literally dead weight. Yes. And two, when you look at the way he's trussed up, I don't think that the way the wire is wrapped around him would actually support him. No, there's well no enough. support there. No, scarecrows so sometimes do you think the look actor's like standing. Oh yeah, yeah. He's clearly standing. His yeah. feet are making dents in the grass. Yeah. Yes, I'm that kind of nerd. <laughs> scarecrows usually have kind of a um, a crucified. Look. Yeah, and there are a couple of them. The angel scarecrow and one of the cop scarecrows are all and there's that a, crucified. There's a look. reason for that because when you make a structure like a body, you need to support it from the armpits. Yeah. That's where the majority of your weight needs to be supported. And there's nothing underneath his arms. It's like a bolero. It, it's 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 a, like a bandolier. A bandolier. Yeah, yeah, it's going from one shoulder across his chest and back yeah. and that wouldn't hold him up no it wouldn't hold him up but i don't care because no, it's awesome it's awesome now when oscar's on the slab with his little head on the little plastic rest he does breathe he does breathe just a little i had to look really close and, and i thought about those headrests. i thought 
would it make it more comfortable or less comfortable for you lying on the slab more. with that headrest? I Egyptians think it, actually had pillows that looked yeah. almost like that, that yeah. they rested their heads on voluntarily when they weren't dead. Now, I know I'm, I'm a man who likes a hard pillow. <laughs> but that's a little much. Yeah, well, you can't sleep on your side on one of those things, that's no. for sure. <laughs> Simon Shepard, who plays the Reverend Oscar Hayden, congratulations. Yeah. Good corpse acting. Well done, Everybody sir. Everybody does a great job in this episode, but he he's probably going to take home the prize. Well, and Emily Bevan has to play two characters. She has to play Naomi and Bryony. Yes. Which is why she has such a horrible blonde wig when she's Brian, oh when she's God. Naomi, sorry. It's so bad. It's a bad blonde wig. The fringe on her. Why should Oscar go out every night and check the gates when they obviously have a gatekeeper living in the little cottage next to the gate? They drive by the gatekeeper. He opens the gates for <laughs> he them. He opens the gates for Does them. Oscar Oscar not trust him. <laughs> Apparently, Oscar doesn't trust him. Uh, I have to go check the gates each night. You know what? You're poncy enough. Maybe you deserve to be trussed up. Sorry. Trust the guy you pay and yep. let live on the grounds. Yeah. His only job is to make sure those gates are closed. Why does Lukesh have Oscar's watch? Because Jack gives Oscar's watch to Samara to get money. And Lukesh knows. Finds out that the watch is there. So does Lukesh know that Samira had something to do with his death? He's got, he. Does he never call the police when he should? He is the fantastic not teller of secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's an ineffectual. Everything. Everything. I just, you don't want to be confrontational with your partner who is fighting addiction, but you need to set some boundaries, dude. Like, don't kill people? Yeah. Don't have dead guy stuff? Yeah. Don't try to pawn dead guy stuff? Don't take up too much time in the bathroom. I have to go too. <laughs> Stop gambling away our kids' college fund? No, all that's gone. Don't get blackmailed? Yeah. Rinse your plate? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just little things, Wait, little things. What, what is, okay, here's the question. What is the line for him? Yeah. Like, is he going to wash blood out of her clothes when she gets home? Does he help her clean the hammer that she bashes Thea's heads in, head in with? I mean, but no, no, I think you're right. Like, what's his limit? Like, if, if she has the watch, then he knows at least she's connected somehow to Oscar's she, at death. At the very least. She stole it. At the, at very, the very least, she stole she it. She stole the vicar's watch. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. But also, she might have killed him. That's really bad. And Lukesh is just like, I'll just stick it in the glove box and forget about it. Mom, can I use the bathroom? No, I'm planning my next murder. <laughs> Leave your mom alone. She's washing a hammer. <sighs> What do you think actually happened to Bryony's baby? Go out on a limb. Okay. So Bryony's baby, I think they they were embarrassed and they put it up for adoption. And they told her it was crib death. And she never went out for cigarettes again. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. I don't, the if whole the baby thing. actually died by accident or... If they had somebody lined up to come and take it away as soon as she left the house. The whole thing is horrific. And I would not be living with my father if that was the No, because at best, he didn't take good care of the baby while you were gone. At best. At worst, he killed the baby while you were gone. And second best, he gave it away while you were gone. Well, I'm just going to live with him anyway. And where is their mother? And what was what was Naomi, Naomi doing? doing? Watching. 
And what about, okay, and it's never talked about, what about the father of that child? Who knows? Who knows who that person was? All I know is that Brian, he's the only good person in that family. Well, she's got all the money now. Good. She should. Yeah. She's a bad judge of character, but she doesn't seem like a bad person. No. Her pants are a little questionable. And her art. I don't know about the art. I don't get a good enough image of it, but her pants are questionable. Fia's leaving. Steven's leaving. Everybody's leaving. Of course they are. Well, Samira wins the award for worst packer ever. Yeah. She's got a box that's like three feet by three feet that she's cramming full of books. Who's going to lift that? No one. Nobody. No one. (laughs) You're going to need a forklift for that box. And we find poor (laughs) Thea. Say it again, I cough. We find poor Thea outside of Hair by Stefan with hairbystefan.co.uk, which is not a real URL, by the way. Well, that's good. Uh, Samira, I don't know. How does she suddenly turn in? From I an have t- addict yeah. into a brutal killer. Yeah. I have trouble with that one. I just kept going. Like you turned her head into pulp. Yeah. But she does seem bothered by it. Oh. And then I staged her. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't have it in me to stuff hay in her shirt. Oh, yeah. well, then you're a good person, Samira. Good job. At least you didn't put your hand in her shirt after you pulped her head. Yeah. Come on. I don't I don't know which of them is the worst. Jack, Rachel, or Samira. Oh, they're all horrible. They're all horrible. They and they have no freaking endgame. They're gonna kill Adele too. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, gonna... I misspoke earlier. Adele is the worst packer, not Samira. Yeah, so Adele is the worst packer. Adele, yes. They're gonna kill Adele and then just go about their lives, like, I guess. What? No. <sighs> Okay. Talk about projection. Yeah. We have to talk about the smartwatch. Because this is the first reference to smartwatches. By the way, she works out and she wears a smartwatch. So Fleur knows exactly when Thea died because her smartwatch was tracking her pulse what all the time. an incredibly heartbreaking thing to look at. Well, it's real. Oh. So police have actually used smartwatches as evidence. Okay. Of a t- a person's time of death. Oh, really? I, I knew that they were probably using it for... GPS this, location? This person said that they were here and yeah. they're not here. So it's like a an electronic alibi these days. I found this... Uh, it's super sad, but justice was served. This case of this British woman married to this Greek guy, and I only point that out because they were in Greece, and that's not where she's from Okay, when she died. He claimed that... Robbers broke into their house and killed her and tied them tied them both up and killed her. And then horrible ran, things happen to British people when they go to Greece on I, holidays. Yeah, I know. And Oof. ransacked the house and 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 then took off. Yeah. But the police then looked at her smartwatch and saw that her heartbeat actually stopped long before he claimed she was dead. Uh, right. So he killed her and then he staged this whole burglary thing. Did he do the right stuff with the glass? I don't know, but he had his phone in his pocket the whole time. So they were able to track his GPS location all over the house. So when he claimed he was tied up, he was actually moving around all over the place, staging everything. Like they have like, you know, the old uh, family circus um, comic strips where they show the kid walking around. Yeah. Yeah. They were able to plot him around the house. Oh my gosh. Like that window was broken. That door was jammed. That was, and then what do you know? Unless the burglars were carrying his phone around. Yeah. He wound up confessing because everything proved that he did it. 
his yeah. mobile phone, her biometric watch, and uh, their home surveillance system. You put it in, dude. Dude, yeah. Come on, get smart. Back so yeah, the, you'd be able to see exactly that's horrific. when she died. Back at the cop shop, we get the single piece of evidence that breaks the case wide open. Which is? A picture of... Uh, Rachel in a bad wig. Rachel in a horrible wig. With a, a sign that looks like she made it on the side of a road yep. instead of for a long-standing protest yes. event. It's I, sad. I do not want to minimize the addiction of gambling. No. Okay. And it's sad that her son took his own life. Yep. That's incredibly damaging. But these people need help. Gambling can lead to horrible things. And the ways The way alcohol can lead yeah. to horrible things. The way um, drugs, cannabis, all can kinds lead of to things. Horrible yeah, thing. anything taken too far. If you have, uh, you know, the mental instability to not be able to handle it, and there are places to help with all that. Absolutely. Is Jack's Jack's dad was a gambler? Is I think, that I think so. the impression we get? Yeah, and that led to him being mistreated as a child for I various guess. reasons. And then Samira's mad because she has a gambling addiction, and when she asked for her uh, her account to be blocked so she couldn't gamble anymore. Thea, as a customer service rep, kept kind of inviting her back. Which is horrible, but not death worthy. No, it's really <laughs> bad, uh, unethical business practice, well, the but thing, it's not death penalty The stuff. thing is, there was enough unethical stuff going on at Ventura Reality or whatever it's called that she could have talked to Winter's girlfriend and broke the whole case wide open. Yeah. And gotten all the revenge she needed without having to kill people. If she went to the press and said, I'm an addict and this company calls and emails me after I've asked my to have myself blocked, which you can do. And you can do it in the U.S. too. You can ban yourself from casinos. You can do all that stuff. Yep. They violated that. That yep. would be absolutely newsworthy. Yep. And I'm sure it wouldn't have taken five minutes for Samira to find out about they'd their illegal on, poker nights, they'd too. They'd be on breakfast television the next morning. That company would be out of business. Instantaneously. They would lose their license overnight. Yep. And the, the priest would lose a whole bunch of money because he's a major shareholder. Yeah. And Naomi would lose her job and Adele would Adele be out of business. Out of business. Thea would be out of a job. And they would get their revenge and yeah. they have the moral high ground instead of killing people. No, 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 no. We're going to just become crazy killers. I looked up Ventuity, which is the name of the gambling company, because it sounded familiar. And I, what I found is that there is a company that does like business networking who trademarked Ventuity. Okay. But they let it lapse uh, before this episode was released. And you can see that the trademark was unused, so it lapsed. But it made me wonder, like, I wonder how much due diligence TV shows have to do for fictional company names to see if they're actually trademarked. And if they are, can they still use that sort name? Of like, or? Sort of like LinkedIn versus Contact, pin, contact Pinpoint? Pin, yeah. Because, boy... It's LinkedIn. The name is completely different, but the page design it could not look more LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, but it made me wonder, like, if the if the fictional company does nothing like the actual company does, can you can you use the yeah. name, or you know, are there certain kinds of names that you can use and others that you can't? But there has to be somebody in legal that goes through all the names. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. approves yeah. all of it. I love that Barnaby says, were you guys some kind of murder club? No, we're a support group. No, oh, you're a murder club. You support each other in, get, in committing murders. I, I hate 
the climax of this episode because it wouldn't be like this. How so? Because Barnaby and Winter would be on them with force immediately. Like as soon as that knife was away, they would be in the cars. Oh, yeah. They would be hands behind their back, cuffed, face on the ground. There's no discussion at the murder scene. No. And it felt... It felt... You have to suspend that because that's not what happens in Midsummer. I agree. But this one looked especially staged. The fact that they just let the three of them stand there and talk? In front of a window. Yeah. That they could... A French door. And there's two of them and three of the killers. Yeah. Like, come on, Scoob, let's split up. I'm just glad all three of them showed up. Yes. You know, like they didn't just... And they were going to get blood everywhere. That was a big knife they had. So... So Rachel killed Naomi on her own and Jack killed Oscar on his own and Samira killed Thea on her own. So since there's a fourth one, they got to do that one all together because that's just, that's just In fair. broad daylight it's just at fair. the company they work at? Right. What day of the week is this? Because gambling places work 24 hours a, a day. day. 365. Yeah. And apparently Adele never goes home. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there must have been like, well, it's the fourth one. It's only fair that we all do it together. And, you know. Let's do it on Sunday when no one else is there. Everybody bring a knife. BYOK. You know. <laughs> And one of them has like a steak knife. One has like a pocket knife. It's like, what were you going to do with that? Scratcher. Stabby, stabby. (laughs) But we've got three murderers. Yes. Who are responsible for all of, all of the murders, right? I mean, really, though they did them on their own, as a group, they are responsible. And that's only ever happened once in Midsummer that I can remember. Only with the kids. Yeah, that's only in Death and Death and Dreams, which is way back in season six with the killer kids. There are other episodes where there's more than one killer, like, the, but they're not a but they're not a, a pair. They're not working together. They just well, no, each no. happen to commit murders. The 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 lovers who commit the murders. That's true. Of the television set guy. There's pairs, there's but there's pairs. not trios. There's no trio except the kids. Yeah, except the there's, kids. Two sisters and a brother. I think so. So that's the trio, and that's it. Yeah. Right. I think so. If it, listeners, if you remember, it doesn't work. That that's the problem. It yeah. One of them would squeal. One of them would squeal instantaneously, and it would be Samara. Oh yeah. She has no willpower. Never mind. There's really a fourth person her who knows. Yeah. Her husband. Well, I don't know. She hasn't committed genocide yet. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Come on, kids. Let's go see mommy commit genocide. <laughs> well, we'll help her clean up after, you know, we love her. And he doesn't even really seem to like be dedicated to her. That's not why he's doing it. He's doing it to cover his own butt. You know, it's not because it's like, you know, she's got this problem and Where I just I'll always stick next to her, you know, no matter what. I just, I love her that much. It's not like that. Where is his line? What do you think about Fleur and Barnaby putting up a dating profile for Winter without his permission? Okay, that's not allowed. No. No, no. That's catfishing at the highest degree. I, I think it's harassment. Yeah, it's horrific. Don't do that. Yeah. If you have a friend who you think needs to find a partner, don't put up a dating profile if you have on their a, behalf. If you have an opinion about your friends dating or your relatives dating, be quiet. <laughs> that is the only thing. Unless they ask you for help, yeah. shut up. <laughs> it's their like, own business. <laughs> say, for instance, you're a lawyer and you drive a motorcycle and you need a picture. <laughs> 
then you can get a friend involved. Yeah, but you put it up on your profile. Yes. This is the episode two of dating profiles, too. <laughs> Maybe Fergus should have put up dating profiles with all the photos he had of Naomi and Oscar. Maybe. <laughs> he could have put up profiles for them. <laughs> Pub now. <laughs> okay, old man. All right. Best corpse. <laughs> nice corpse. Like we said, Oscar. Oscar, I agree. After the credits, okay. hopefully Ventuity is done as a business. Steven, luckily, has lots of money because mm -hmm. he's going to need some help. Yeah, therapy. Stat. And Bryony's going to need some therapy. Again, she's got money. Yep. She can afford it. She's got the most money. But she's got to be living all alone in that big house. Yeah. Hopefully, Fergus will be there for her and they'll be friends. I hope so. Because he seems like a nice guy and he genuinely cares about her. Well, they need a new vicar. Guess what? Fergus is there. Yeah. Fergus can step in. Yeah. Rachel and Samira and Jack are obviously going to prison. Yes. Which leaves... Okay. So if that's the case, Stefan is without a love interest again. By the way, if... Tell me about your past life. No. <laughs> no. No. I don't want to talk no, about. I no. don't. I don't want to talk about that. Mind you, listener, please note, I am completely aware, as is Mark, that he has interchangeably called Stephen Stefan. Yes. Stefan. Stefan. Stephen. Stephen. It's all the same guy. <laughs> we know. We don't need to be corrected on it. He's upset by the PH. Yes. Um, Bryony. Goes to date. Like, say she responds to Winter's profile. Winter's <laughs> profile. What does she say? <laughs> yes, I live in this big house all by myself in one room. And I can't leave because all the people who love me tried to kill my child. Oh, my <laughs> well, they're all gone. So now she can come and go as she needs to, driving yeah. a little red Mercedes or whatever it was. <laughs> She's got a, a little red convertible to zoom around in. She doesn't have to worry about it. There's nobody left at home There's to do anything no while she's gone. left. <laughs> she's fine all by herself yes. uh and you know caitlin's going back to the the big city beat in yep. the newspaper yeah in her hobo clothes what is uh, up with her outfits the, the good clothes got blown off uh, yes <laughs> she's got like a trench coat and big like ugg boot thingies and sweats and uh Layers. I know it's windy, but sock hats that look like they belong to some fisherman. It must have been like, oh, the actress who was supposed to play, play the, the love interest disappeared. Who could we have replace it? <laughs> Nick Hendricks is like. My wife's free, uh, I think. My wife's free, I think. I like her. She's a good actress. She doesn't really have any clothes in the case, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll put on some uh, hobo clothes. That'll crank, work. Crank up the wind machine. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> What what is it in the in the movie episode? We need more witches and hags. Yep, witches. We, we need more hobos and bums over here. Yep, dress Caitlin up. Oh, so that is the Scarecrow Murders, season twenty two, episode four. Now, Mark, at the beginning of this episode, you made a promise. I did that if folks stuck around to the end, they would learn something about mystery maniacs. Bye, maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> What do you have to reveal? I know it's not okay. everything. Okay. I have the following to reveal. I'm going to reveal our schedule for July mm -hmm. and it includes all two episodes we have left. And it includes homework. Yes. Okay. So the first part is, is we're going to take two weeks off because, oh my gosh, we're a little overwhelmed right we have, now. We have to. 
Yeah, we have to. <laughs> so our next episode, episode 131, For Death Prepare, which is the Gilbert and Sullivan episode mm-hmm. with, uh, what's his name from Lewis? Kevin Watley. Kevin Watley in it. Yes. Which is a very good episode. Mm-hmm. That will drop on the 25th of July. Yep. The following Saturday, which is the 30th of July. Live stream. We are doing a live episode. The last Midsummer of season 22. Yes. Live stream. And we'll be the last Midsummer Maniacs until we get new Midsummer episodes. Yes. The finale of 130 some episodes. 32. (laughs) The Witches of Angels Rise. Mm -hmm. In that episode, we're going to do a regular episode. Yep. But at the end of it, we're going to tell you what we're doing for the next few months after that. Yes. We will be revealing what we're going to cover in Mystery Maniacs and when we're going to cover it. Mm -hmm. From then till Christmas. Yep. We will also be announcing... What we're going to cover on the first episode of Mystery Maniacs, which will begin on the 15th of August. Mm -hmm. We are going to take another two weeks off. I know we're crazy. (laughs) We got to do it. We got to do it. So if you want to be one of the first people to know what Mystery Maniacs is going to start with, you got to be there for that live stream on the 30th of July. July 30th. Yes. Now that episode will drop regularly on, I think it's the 1st of August. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody will hear, but if you want yep. to hear first. If you want to hear first. And we're going we're gonna to call to action on that episode. Yeah. We're going to say, you find your friends who are into this. Mm-hmm. Because we, we also are going to ask you for some information in that episode in terms of things that you might be interested in seeing more of. Yep. We're going to start Mystery Maniac slow, but we have some big plans. If it takes off the way we think it's going to take off, by the way, what happened last Monday? I don't know. We had almost a thousand downloads in a day. Yeah. We used to get a thousand downloads in three months. Mm-hmm. And we had almost a thousand downloads last Monday. I don't know. We're we're taking off. It's your awesome voice, it, baby. It is. I'm pushing it. <laughs> you you push your voice I'm too a much. Pusher of my voice. We're gonna have a lot of fun from we now are, until the end of the year. We're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna, gonna cover some cool stuff, and you guys are gonna have a good time. We are gonna have a blast. We have a plan uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got to tell you, we've watched a lot of Midsummer in the last three years. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm, you And I'll be so, excited when season 23 comes yeah, out and we get to go season, back to Midsummer. We'll, we'll hit it as soon as it's, as, as soon as it's available. As released, we will be doing full episodes. Yes. Well, actually, we might even do minis and fulls because I don't right. think it'll be released in England at right. the same time. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have do to do mini. it just like we did season 22. Yeah. 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 So put it on your calendar. July 30th, we usually do it at about 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Eastern. We will return with a regular episode on the 25th of July, and then July 30th, we will do a live episode for our our final Midsummer Maniacs episode of this series. Yes. And then August 15th, put a big circle on the calendar because we need everybody to be downloaded Mystery Maniacs. And we'll have all the Earl information and all that stuff. We're going to try to make it as painless as possible to switch over Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to do much of anything. We're not going to change the feed at all. No. We're just going to change the name. If you're subscribed, you'll be good. If you're subscribed, you should be completely good, but it'll help people find the new stuff. We want new people. We love our current listeners. Yes, we do. We don't want them to go anywhere. What we want to do is the mystery mania, the 
the Midsummer Maniacs community knows what we are. Mm -hmm. We're the funny podcast that recaps episodes. Mm -hmm. And you must have had a friend that said, I don't listen to, I don't watch Midsummer. I watch something insert else. other yeah. show. And you'll say, but now they're doing that show. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get some tea and bickies and sit down and listen together. Yeah. And it'll be awesome. That'll be fun. And we'll have all sorts of new merch and all. We, we got big plans. Yeah, yeah. Yep, big yep, plans. Yep, 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 yep. Now we're selling those Muppets. Yep, 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 yes. yep. All right. So that's everything. Thank you for listening this week. Have a good break and we will see you July 25th. Maniacs. Yeah. Bye, Maniacs. Bye, Maniacs. You guys need to clear your throats. I'm like, what? Screw you, buddy. Make your own podcast.